Hi, Cherise here with a special announcement. You can now enjoy select episodes of Detailed in video form. That's right. Detailed is now available on RCAT's YouTube channel. Now, you may be thinking, I already listened to the podcast. No need to watch it on YouTube. Well, trust me, if you don't want to miss out, even if you're an avid listener of the podcast, the video format is a completely different experience. Not only is it like hanging out with us, but you also get to hear parts of the conversation that were left on the cutting room floor. You can also see the photos, drawings, and video as we discuss the incredible projects that are featured. Come join us on YouTube. Follow the link in our show notes, and let's get into the details. In this episode, I speak with Lou Feinberg, National Advocacy Accounts Manager at Dero. We discuss how Dero Bike Racks has been revolutionizing bike parking for the past 30 years, addressing the growing demand for secure and convenient bike infrastructure. We explore their innovative solutions, including smart bike racks, theft prevention measures, charging stations, and the importance of designing bike rooms with ample space for maneuverability. And Lou shares valuable insights on creating a bike-friendly city and maintaining bicycle maintenance stations for public use. Enjoy. Hello, everybody, and here we are again back at a... 23Con. I keep having to remind myself what their hashtag is. Um, and I'm joining me today is Lou Feinberg in advocacy sales at Dero. Am I saying that right? Yes, you are. Yeah. Dero Bikes. Um, how's, it, how's the show going, Lou? Welcome. Hey, thank you so much. Uh, great to be here, Sharice. Going well. It's been uh, it's a lot of fun. This is a great crew uh, of people. They're just very interested in uh, things that are new and exciting and uh I've been in the advocacy world a long time, and our architects are always good friends to bike advocates. That's always been my experience. So this is uh, these are definitely uh, good good people here. I'm I'm super interested in this conversation. I actually already went and trolled your booth before this because I knew I would be interviewing you, um, and especially the city I'm in. So explain to me what Dero Bikes is all about. Uh, our company is uh, Dero Bike Racks, and we've been in the bike parking business for nearly 30 years. Um, and so it really started with uh, one of our founders who's no longer with the company, but he founded it in Minneapolis at the University of Minnesota because he noticed the lack of bike parking. And ever since then, in the mid-90s, it's just grown because biking has grown, especially commuting by bike. Um, and so our company has sort of risen to the occasion throughout the years. And because just like Technology in general, you don't really think of technology and bike racks as one, but as that demand increases, we have products that have helped meet the demand, help created, you know, help cre create spaces where you can have more and more bike racks in tighter spaces. And also learn that, hey, you know, sometimes it's, you got to actually leave some space for all kinds of bikes because more and more people are able to bike and that's an exciting development. So we want to make sure when we're creating bike parking spaces that we're, we're accounting for everyone who's riding. So, and we, we chatted a little bit about this when I came by your booth, and I'm from Portland, Oregon. Great city. And it, love it. Um, but we've had some challenges. Mm -hmm. We're also a huge biking city. Right. 
huge biking city. We have bike lanes everywhere and, and building more every day. Um, but we have some challenges too. So tell me a little bit about your products, um, what you have and how they can help in, in a city that's struggling a little bit right now. Yeah, you bring up a really good point because people can be very gung-ho and excited about more and more bike infrastructure and bike lanes in, in cities. But it's really important to remember, you know, you can put all the bike infrastructure you want, bike lanes, bike paths, bike ways, but if there's nowhere to park your bike, you know, it's like creating all these spaces for people to get to like shopping centers and no car parking. So it's really vital to have car parking that meets that demand. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's, that's really, that's an important component of it that sometimes gets, gets forgotten. And, and, you know, having both those sort of work in unison with one another. So outside of bike parking, let's talk about theft. Um, big issue right now. Yeah. You know, like a lot of people are, you know, they bike to work and then they go drag their, you know, bike up a bunch of stairs to their office or whatever, because nobody wants to leave it outside. Um, what do you have to help when you want to park your bike outside and not drag it into your office or wherever you're going? Um, what kind of products do you have to help prevent that? Yeah, you know, actually, I'm, it's it's uh, it's good you ask that because we we partnered just recently with a company out of Estonia and uh, Talon, and they have a product called Bike Keep, and we're their exclusive uh, partner here in the United States. And it is a smart bike rack. You know, talking about meeting the demands of the current age, uh, this is actually a bike a bike rack that's it's it's. Uh, Internet of Things, you know, you can you can use it with an app. In fact, that's the preferred mode. And there's the idea is to have stations of bike keep, high security bike racks that are self-locking. You can actually reserve them with the app. So when you get there, you know if you're riding a bike that you you normally wouldn't park in the city, you know that a bike rack is waiting for you. You can reserve it up to an hour in advance. When you get to it, you hit you go to your app, you unlock it. It has a self-locking arm. You can lock the frame and the front tire with that. And if it's a high theft area, we'd recommend that you bring another lock to, to either lock the back wheel to the frame, or you can take the back wheel off and lock it to the front wheel with the arm, the, the arm that locks it in two places. The nice thing about this bike rack, it's all automated. And when if someone tries to, to tamper with the bike rack, it actually lets off an alarm. And the alarm actually signals a, a uh, user interface who's ever managing the system. And there can also be text to law enforcement or who's ever guarding that system so they can be on it right away. You add, if you add cameras to that or other security measures, you have pretty much a theft-proof system. Um, and so that's a really nice opportunity for people who do have these 2,500, 3,000 and more dollar bikes. I was just, I'm actually living in Pittsburgh and I had to be downtown a couple of days in a row and I have an electric bike that I, I actually enjoy riding and it allows me to keep pace with traffic and commute properly in a sense. So, and that's one of the more dangerous things is a bike's list when you have a bunch of cars passing you. So when you're in a, an electric bike or a pedal assist bike, uh, you can feel uh, like you're going with the flow of traffic at a, at a more comfortable pace and not as many people are passing you. And I was using it to get downtown. I was like, but where am I going to park? Because I don't want to park this bike just anywhere. Right. And so this is a really good solution for those types of situations. It's, it's like your mind reader. Because as you were telling me about this, you know, smart bike rack, which I think is fantastic, by the way, especially, you know, being in Portland, yeah. you don't know how fantastic I think that is. I was thinking, well, what about electric bikes? 
because I, I have a, a number of friends that have purchased electric bikes now, and they're not cheap. No, they're not they're cheap. They're not cheap at all. And, and then you start telling me you can lock up your electric bike. Yeah, and charge it. We now have charging oh. racks and also the uh, the smart bike rack. The bike key that I'm telling you about has a charging option as well. Wow. Yeah. I yeah. had no idea. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, uh, the electric bike market is uh, stronger right now. It has grown more than the electric car market. More and more people have them, so there has to be charging, at least some charging opportunities. So, I'm, you know, being a spec writer, I write the specs for buildings. I'm, I'm a little surprised. I mean, I'm more in the enclosure now, but I still do things on the exterior. I'm a little surprised I haven't heard of this. Um, what, what would you like spec writers or architects to know about your, your products? What could we be doing to have more of these kinds of bike racks out there for people? Because I know I wish these were all over the city of portland uh well you know what can i broaden that question can i take it back just a little further Absolutely. because as spec writers i think a couple things that i run into that i think are are important to point out um you have to give when you're when you're developing or designing a bike room and you're laying out a bike room and even the bike keep that we talked about in short-term or long-term bike parking when we talk about short-term and long-term bike parking we're really if we're, we're designing a space for bikes that'll be there for less than two hours, that's considered short-term bike parking. When we're going beyond two hours, we think of that in terms of long-term bike parking. So bike rooms, bike stations, those are really long-term scenarios. And the biggest challenge I see with those is people wanting to fit way too many bikes in a space okay. and not giving enough space for uh, people who are riding larger electric bikes or trikes or uh, cargo bikes, which is really common in Portland. Right. You have to have some of the area that people with these large bikes and strangely shaped bikes can maneuver. And, you know, fortunately, this development has allowed people who may have had accessibility issues now to ride bicycles that sort of help meet, help them meet that challenge. And they, they need more space to maneuver. So we don't have a bike rack designed for that. What we need to create for folks in those situations is more space. So when we're, when we're doing specs, we have to really, really consider that and think about that. It's not just about jamming as many bikes in the space as we want, but for people to move freely through the space and feel comfortable there, that's really, that's really valuable. That's great advice. I, I don't know if I, I ever, it's always about, okay, how many bikes? And, and I don't know that I've ever really thought about movement. I, mean, I don't design the rooms, but thought about movement in the space and making sure that that's appropriate. Is there anything else you'd really like us to know about Dero before... Yeah, uh, well, the other thing is, um, you know, one thing that comes to mind is bicycle maintenance stations, which is a really popular product. People love it. I mean, if you're out on the trail or, you know, going to a grocery store, we see a lot of, uh, we have a lot of fans of our bicycle maintenance stations and air pump kits. They come together. And so people really love them because, you know, if you're in a pinch and suddenly you don't have an air pump or there's a tool there, I get a lot of people coming back to me and saying, boy, I love seeing this thing out there in the field. I just want to emphasize how important it is to uh, make sure that these are looked after, maintained. You can't just put something in the field and hope that, uh, oh, it'll take care of itself. Since right. the public's interacting with this, it's really valuable to keep keep up after them, have service plans, and uh, make sure who's ever you know uh, utilizing them that there's ambassadors for them and making sure they're they're upkept pretty well. Good advice. I learned a lot today. Oh, good. Thank you so much for joining me. This has been an awesome conversation. I'm definitely going back to my office and saying, hey, you guys need to know about this. Uh, I appreciate that. Sharice, thanks so much for having me. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it is. Thank you. Have a good day. All right, you too.
Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and want to learn more, visit rcat.com forward slash podcast to see photos, details, and more related project and product information that we discussed today. While you're there, take a look around rcat.com. For over 30 years, RCAT has been the resource for AEC professionals to find the right products for their project. Try RCAT and see how their tools can save you time and money and help you get ahead on your next project. Visit RCAT.com. That's A-R-C-A-T dot If you enjoyed the show, you can support us by subscribing, leaving a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, and sharing this with your friends. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back to share more stories and lessons learned to help you navigate your next project.